Welcome to another edition of Old Nerd, Young Nerd Zombies. This is Derek, and just a quick recap of where we left off the last time. Uh, Todd and his team, along with the uh, SWAT team, breached the overrun courthouse, and you know they tried to make it up to the roof to rescue all the people up there. They were able to do so, but in the process uh, of wiping out the last of the zombie horde, everyone in that was in the lower floors were killed by the zombies, and that included Brad and Jeff, uh, the brothers that were on Todd's Hunter Killer 3 team. So these are really Todd's first casualties in, in quite some time. So that's where we left off with the horde finally being defeated. Uh, we pick up with the aftermath now. Um, basically, the, the courthouse has fallen deathly quiet. Everyone's exhausted from fighting all these zombies. Uh, they're based, oh, The townsfolk are basically just kind of collecting their dead, and they lost quite a few people. So, Todd, what, what, are, what are you doing? Are you going to like rest in the town, or are you just trying to get back to camp as quick as you can? All right, I um I have a, a, a quick question, uh, so I'm hoping you're going to answer it. I'm going to get everybody that is on my team back and get ready to roll out, but I want to know, you know, um, how many approximately zombies have bypassed the town. I know we, we killed a whole bunch uh, in the last couple of, you know, hours, uh, including in the, the courthouse, but I'm just kind of wondering how many are still working towards, and if we even have any idea of how many are going towards the camp. So everyone, everyone's focus was kind of on the town, and as far as everyone could tell, like, they got all the zombies at the town, but it, it's entirely possible that a couple hundred could have broken off and scattered when the horde split, so no one knows for sure. Out of the 10,000 zombie horde, you could pretty much safely estimate that you got like 90 to 95%, if not all of it. So there might be like a few groups of zombies that split off that are roaming around in a packs of a few dozen, but as far as a giant like cluster goes, whereas uh, you're talking like a a hundred or more, you probably won't encounter that. And again, because we don't know, I want to get all of my teams back to the camp, and I want to prepare for what's ever coming our way. You know, once I find out where we are after a day or two, you know, I'll, I'll probably come back to the town to talk to the mayor, go further from there. But for right now, I'm rounding up everybody else that I have, all my remaining HK teams, as well as my mobile medics, and getting them back to the camp. That's what we're doing right now. So we're getting everybody to together and getting back in our vehicles and getting back to the camp as soon as possible. Um, what do you want to do with the bodies of your fallen comrades? Do you want to leave them for the town or are you going to take them back with you? My bad. Uh, we're, we're definitely going to take uh, our dead with us to bury back at the camp. I know uh, a couple of them... Yeah, HK3 team were the brothers and the cousins, uh, so I'm sure that they don't have anyone else back at the camp, but, you know, I think we should still honor our dead, and we're going to take them with us, just assuming that they're not, they haven't turned into zombies, but we'll take care of that, you know, before we load them back onto the trucks to go back, but that's what we're going to be doing with, with our dead. Alright, so as you're loading up your vehicles, uh, getting your, your personnel loaded, you, you carefully take the bodies of, uh, Brad and Jeff brothers that that died, and you like you know you wrap you wrap them up and you put them in the uh, medic RV van after taking the precaution to make sure they won't rise again. Um, as you're doing all this, the mayor of the town comes over to you. Uh, he under he understands why you're in a hurry to leave. Uh, he says it's going to take him a few days to get together the uh, payment he promised you for help. He, he, He's, um, you know, you, you can see this guy, he's visibly shaken. He didn't think his town would get as devastated as it did. And he's almost at a loss for words as far as gratitude goes because he understands that without 
the help of you guys, the whole town basically probably would have been wiped out. So yeah, uh, he he wants you to come back in a couple days. He'll have your payment ready for you, and then he'll have he'll, he'll be able to give you a, a fuller report on like his situation as far as the town's casualties go and what their resources are moving forward and um uh you know like uh, giving details like you guys could talk about maybe making a more permanent alliance but he's very grateful he thanks you very much and he understands that uh you have to go to make sure your camp is safe so you have all your stuff loaded you have your four vehicles i'm assuming you're just hitting the road Mm -hmm. all right so you take it kind of slow going back to camp i mean you guys are all exhausted it's been almost a full a full day fighting this horde of zombies with no rest and you're also taking it slow not only because you're tired but because you're scouting the area like you said you don't know if any if you got all the zombies or not so as on your drive back you're everyone has their eyes carefully peeled you're keeping a careful lookout and you don't really see anything the landscape looks much like it did on your drive up or like it like it always has it doesn't look like you know dozens or hundreds of anything trampled over the area um now are you going to radio back to the camp that you're on your way or are you just going to show up no we're absolutely going to radio back that we're heading back i want everybody on a alert because we're exhausted from what we've done uh, i'll just give like a quick sit rep in my radio uh back to the camp of where we stand what we've done who we've lost and uh for everyone to get ready because when we come back we're just going to crash for a whole day but i want everyone on high alert because uh, we don't know what if anything is still out there because uh, the threat's still real and i want to be ready for uh any uh, skirmishing attacks that might come from the remaining zombies. Okay, so you radio all that back to uh, Bob Myers, who's the army that you left in charge in your absence. You, know, you, you let him know you're on your way back. You guys took some casualties. He's going to basically, basically, when you, you guys are going to park your vehicles and go crash, and he's, they're going to have uh, people take care of handling the bodies of uh, Brad and Jeff and getting your equipment all cleaned up and the, the vehicles refueled all that right so you're coming up on the gates uh they've been cleared of debris and opened for you you drive in and you find basically the entire camps there waiting for you there's just whatever work they were doing they stopped and as as you guys exit your vehicles your loved ones come up and and embrace you they're just very happy to see you um Obviously, Todd, your your dogs and Lindsay are very happy that you're back, and everyone else who has family there is happy as well. Uh, so John and Chuck, who are the the cousins that were team on HK three with Brad and Jeff, take their bodies to your infirmary area just to prepare them. As I mean, essentially as best you can. It's not like you have a morgue or anything. Okay, so you guys hand you, you hand over all your supplies for for cleaning. Um, I guess you stop to get a meal real quick before you go to sleep. But I'm assuming you're basically just going to go right to sleep. Mm -hmm. uh, before you go to sleep, do you want Bob to fill you in on what happened at the camp while you were gone? Since it doesn't seem to be all that critical, like everything seems to be going like it usually does. Do you just want to go to sleep and you'll get um, his update in the morning? All right, I do want to talk to Bob um, about what happened i also want him to start preparing uh body shields um so we can start practicing and on uh you know the you know the uh the greek slash roman turtle because we weren't prepared for that in the town i think it's going to be very uh advantageous for us to start doing that so i want uh you know six foot shields starting to be made uh 
with wood, plywood if we have to for right now. Uh, I also want pole arms to be made. Uh, so I'm going to tell him to start doing all that and getting everything ready. And I also want to talk to the mayor about that, about even after we get the the wooden shields made. Uh, I want, you know, uh, steel or whatever we can get, even if it's like metal signs that are soldered together, which we don't have the capability for here in the town, but I want those those to be made. Uh, I want at least 100 shields made. I want at least 100 pole arms made. I know we don't have that many people, but obviously, you know, as, as war rages, it's going to everything's going to break. So I want extras made for when we have it. So I'm going to tell Bob all this, and then I'm going to hear what he has to say uh, before I head off to sleep. Okay, so you tell Bob about your plan to uh, build the shields and the pole arms, and he says you should have enough wood to definitely get that started because all they've basically been doing since you left is continuing clearing out the trees in the back. Uh, they've just been chopping down trees. So you can... Like they can start designating a team to start cutting up the trees uh, to make act to get like timber planks. Um, you might want to try. Well, you're going to need more sophisticated wood cutting equipment as far as like for shaping and everything goes because you basically just have hacksaws and axes, and that's going to take forever to mill out the wood into the into lumber but it's definitely something you can start doing uh you tell bob about what went down at the town and he said that he lets you know he, he lets you know that since you know they they have all those destroyed buildings you could probably use some debris like a sheet metal and all that stuff from the debris of the buildings to make shields with as well so as long as the mayor is open to allowing you to take um the damaged building materials, which he probably will be, then you can go on ahead with that. So essentially, in your absence, which was only a day, nothing nothing major went down at the camp. No zombies were sighted. No other humans were sighted. They just had another hard day's work like they usually do. Only maybe it wasn't as productive as it would have been because they were all worried about you guys being out in the field. So you're, you're caught up on what you missed. So you're you're so exhausted that basically as soon as your head hits the pillow, you fall asleep. And at, at this point, it's pretty late in the day. You guys got back probably around 8 p.m. So how long do you want to sleep for? You just want to like sleep until you wake up, mm -hmm. basically? Mm -hmm. Okay, so... Due to the amount of physical exhaustion, you fall asleep, you hit the pillow, basically 8 p.m. flat, and you don't wake up until 7, 8 p.m. the next morning. And, you know, it's been a, it's been a long, hard day, after a long, hard day of fighting, plus doing everything else you've been doing leading up to that, you're very sore. You're, you're still very tired. Uh, obviously, you can't really afford to rest given what's around you. So you you have a plan as far as uh, clear-cutting the back for lines of sight, and you can turn that wood into lumber for your shields and your pole arms. Um, do you want to set out scouting patrols to see if any zombies have gotten near the camp, any potential breakaways from the horde, or do you want to just go about with a work detail like you've been doing with your general security patrols. I'm going to let all of my people rest for at least the next two days uh, that were involved in the siege. Uh, but I do want to send people from the camp out uh, just doing... I don't want them to engage. Uh, if anything, I want them to draw them back uh, towards the walls. Uh, any uh, zombies that they do find so we can... Uh, you know, break that out. Uh, and I'm going to, I'm just going to keep continuing clear cutting, uh, the forest until we reach, you know, um, Michigan, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, I'm being sarcastic, but that's not, that's never going to stop. 
uh, on the back. We're going to just keep clear cutting the back of our camp uh, further and farther out and uh, to the sides. I'd say within, I think from like a, a 270 degree angle from the front of the camp, I still want most of those trees that are in the front of the camp to remain standing. It's going to be harder uh, if we're ever attacked, but I want the the other the, the back 270 degrees cleared out as we go, uh, and as we see zombies, draw them back to the the camp, not just uh, to protect the people that are out on scouting patrols, but also to give the people that are on the walls practice in killing things that are heading towards our walls. So I'm just going to keep up on that. I'm going to keep it at at two days. And then uh, once, you know, depending on what happens in the next two days, I'm going to radio the mayor and, you know, tell him what we're thinking in terms of getting the sheet metal and everything else together, as well as some better tools so we can prepare for something like this in the future. Uh, how far out do you want your security patrols to go? And um, how big do you want them to be in terms of manpower? Like, do you want a couple teams of a couple people to go in a couple different directions, or do you want it to be a little bigger than that? Good question. I, I really just want two teams with one of, the, like, the bigger dogs uh, that can run faster. I, I want the little dogs to still be patrolling uh, the inner, uh, inside the fence. I, I, you know, two people and a dog on those patrols, and like I said, I just, I don't want them to engage at all. I want them to see any zombies that are coming in, and I want them to hightail it back while not losing sight of the zombies, so we can draw them back in and get rid of them, because I, I just don't want any zombies in the area whatsoever, but I want my fence people that are on the fence, uh, no pun intended, to get experience with attacking zombies or you know, heaven forbid, people that might be attacking. So I want them to get as much experience as possible on those on those uh, fences. So it's it's two people and a dog. Um, anytime we run into dogs, too, feral dogs, I kind of want to get them involved as well. I know you made fun of me about the whole ferret thing, but I, you know, I, I still believe that that's like the best to pr preserve our, you know, granary and everything else in terms of like the, um, the root cellar and all that from any vermin. So I, the same situation applies to dogs because I'm sure there were dogs out there that people just left. So we're going to, we're going to take them in if we have any, or if we find any and sort of train them on these patrols, but two people and a dog is what we're doing. And then we're just going to slowly take it from there, work our way out. Uh, I don't want them ever to be exhausted to the point where they're going that far out into the forest. And then coming back, you know, um, I, I think I want them to be limited to four-hour patrols, two hours in, two hours back. That's where we're going to take it. Okay, so you have your patrols set. Um, they head out on foot. Uh, they know to only go as far as two hours out, and they... They know not to engage unless they absolutely have to. So they set out at about 10 a.m. So you expect them back around 2 p.m. Uh, in, in the meantime, you, know, you and everyone else from the Hunter Killer teams are kind of taking it easy. You're eating, you're resting, you're gaining your strength. And is there anything you, you want to do other than take it easy or you like obviously nothing physical but like are you just gonna go supervise or are you essentially just like within your houses resting is but is like bob basically still being de facto in charge while you're resting mm -hmm. okay all right so yeah you, you you just you're in your cabin resting 
anything that happens, Bob will report it to you. And as you're just relaxing, the um, the electricity is still on, surprisingly. The televisions are still working. And you, know, certain, you, you see certain channels aren't on the air, but a few of them still are. And you get a, as you're scrolling through, you see uh, you know, CNN is still doing the news. Um, local news affiliates aren't broadcasting out of Philly, but the uh, the major ones are. So like Fox is airing like their local news, uh, MSNBC, all those guys. And as you, you flip through channels, you can see that uh, worldwide the zombies are, are spreading, but certain countries seem to have it more under control than others. Like you can tell by, from watching the BBC that England is uh, almost has their has their zombie problem down where it's nothing uh whereas the larger countries are having more of an issue so they're talking about basically mobilizing countries that have their zombies in hand to help other countries that don't in terms of like uh an all-out world war against zombies uh but they're not quite sure how that's going to work there's a lot of countries that want to just focus on their own protection at this point but that's not really that's geopolitical crap that's not your problem that's just the state of the world at the moment so after you watch the news for about two hours uh bob comes to give you an update he said the he just he did a walk of the perimeter the perimeter secure there's no new tracks or anything uh the teams are working hard on trying to chip away at the uh, trying to remove the bark from some of the fallen trees to prep it for uh for harvesting the lumber from it uh shaping the planks that you're going to need for the shield is um is there anything else you want them to be doing other than focusing on that because essentially your your food stores are good at the moment so i don't know if you want to try and bring in more hunting game i don't actually think we ever established that was hunting like a daily thing or is that going to be as needed? Okay, hunting is going to be a daily thing uh, because as we get closer into the winter months, uh, game is going to be more uh, sparse. I also want to see what, if we have any local, I guess, Walmarts in the area. I really want to get a couple of drones uh, in the air. So I want to start sending um, some teams out to see if we can uh, go to like electronic stores or Walmart or something like that. Target in terms of getting uh, several drones because I want to get those up in the air so we have a better idea uh, in the future of what's coming towards us and just, you know having those patrols as well. So uh, I want uh, the hunters to be out there on a daily basis. We can always uh, smoke the meat, anything that's gotten, because I don't know what what the winter's going to hold for us or, you know, if this, this whole thing is going to be over by, by the winter uh, in terms of getting the zombie hordes uh, in check or if it's going to get worse. So uh, there's no, no such thing as too much food. Uh, obviously we're not going to let it spoil. So, um, you know, we'll have, you know, we'll, we'll smoke the meat and everything else so we can store that. And that's what I want to have planned. So I want to have teams ready to go, uh, in the next day or two to any outlying kind of electronic stores, that type of thing, uh, to prepare for, you know, uh, getting those electronics as necessary in terms of batteries. That's going to be on the high demand kind of thing as well. Cause I don't know how long the electric's going to hold out, but I want everything ready for when it goes down, if it goes down. Okay, so as far as uh, Walmarts go, you know there's that one that's 
like about an hour away that you Lindsay, stopped at on your drive up to the camp where you bought your first guns and supplies from. Mm-hmm. But at, for, as far as like an electronics store, there's that one that's about five miles away. Um, you and you and your team hit it when you were at the pet. It was in the same complex as the pet, the food store. You guys, you guys just didn't have time to uh, to explore that because there was those other people there that were shooting at you. Um, as far as far as anyone knows, that's the closest electronics store. You could always send a team back to that spot, but you know that there's other humans that are close to there that might also be looking at the same thing or may have already looted it. All right, I'm going to, um, in the morning, go with um, one of the HK teams uh, as well as the RV and me to uh, scope out that electronic store and uh, see what we have. I want to send somebody up on reconnaissance early, maybe like 10 minutes ahead of us with a radio so they can let us know uh, what they're seeing in that in that complex before we actually go into it. So that's my plan, uh, you know, first thing the next morning. And that's what I'll let everybody know what we're going to be doing. Okay, so you start relaying these plans. Uh, you start talking over with Bob about making the excursion to the electronics store, see if there's anything that, that's left. And as you start going over this with him, the, uh, the patrols come back from scouting uh, for the zombies, so it's about 2 p.m. And the you know the one team reports that they didn't see anything, they didn't even hear anything, as uh, other than like some wild animals. The second team reports that about three miles from the camp, they did see some tracks that it looked like human footprints, just and a lot of them. But obviously, they're not expert trackers; they can't tell how many. They would they would guesstimate like maybe 10 or so. But seeing groups of 10 zombies or more isn't uh, anything new for you guys at this point. But also, they it's not like they could tell if they were uh, dead or un or sorry, living or dead. I was going to say dead or undead, but that doesn't make any sense. So, essentially, there are zombies in the area, but it, it's potentially no worse than it ever is for, for you guys as far as security goes. All right, so I'm uh, going to have everyone ready to go uh, in the morning uh, and, and, you know, have Bob prepare, because I don't know if those were humans or they were the undead, but I want everyone prepared on that. I want to not have as many patrols out until we get back, so as to limit any possible uh, issues that we might have with an attack, with a coordinated attack from from humans. So, um... I'm just going to wait to the morning, uh, have everyone well rested before we head out for uh, that electronic store, and then have everyone on high alert for the um, possible attack. We don't know what as of yet. Okay, so you have this plan in place for what you're doing uh, for tomorrow. As far as the rest of the day goes, because you still got like five hours of daylight left, um, I'm assuming that everyone's just going to continue resting up, those that need to rest up, and basically just chopping down trees and stuff for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. No more security patrols. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I mean, the day pretty much draws to a close with no incident. The, the morning comes, and you're gathering your teams to leave. Uh, Hunter Killer Team 2 is volunteering to go because they uh, they were the ones that have the you know your expert hunters that were basically your snipers. So they think they should go on the excursion with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to take the full hunter team, hunter killer team one with you as well? Just the eight, like so you eight guys go plus the uh, medical team, the RV. So that'd be ten people. Or do you think that's too much? No, I'm gonna take just HK team number two, uh, the RV and me. I'll be uh, in the RV. Uh, I want one of the people from uh, HK two uh, to get 
on, uh, you know what, I'm thinking about it. I'm going to have HK2 team go ahead of us, and then we're going to follow in the RV, maybe 15 minutes behind. I just want to take them because I don't want, because I don't know what's coming back at the camp, so I don't really want to take a big sizable force as of yet. Uh, I want HK2 team to scout out ahead. I'll be in the RV, you know, with our medic, uh, following behind by about 15 minutes in radio contact. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to just basically just take two vehicles, one with HK2, and then I'll be on the RV. Okay, so HK2 team is... Uh loading up and rolling out and i think this is a good place to stop and we'll pick up back here uh next episode so until then remember to follow us on all social media um, instagram facebook twitter at old nerd young nerd listen to us under all major podcasting sites under the same name i'm derek and i'm todd and remember normal is the new boring thank you for joining us stay tuned